mercy. That so many days, so many moments, Lord, we do not deserve your grace. But Lord, you still choose us over and over and over again, God, to grace us and to forgive us and to love us and to give a second chance, third chance, fourth chance. Father, you over and over and over again beyond what we deserve. You've loved us. And today you are here, God, to give us your grace once again. And as we stand and sit before your presence, Father, we do come against every spirit of sorcery, every spirit of witchcraft, Lord, that has come against your people, God, to turn our hearts away from you, to turn our hearts against one another, Lord. Father, we thank you on Thursday. You have broken the power of sorcery. And the enemy's been lying, God, trying to lie itself into our hearts and our minds again. But today we stand once again and we, we draw the line and we say, no, no. But Lord, we look to you and our hearts are wide open to receive your grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Will you open your Bible to Matthew chapter 25? Can everyone stand up? Let's give honor to the Word of God. Open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 25. I don't usually do this. I usually choose one verse and read it. But I I really want to give honor to the Word of God. And I want the Word of God to speak to you today. Amen? And over and over again, we've talked about, and Benjamin's been teaching us about the parable of the talents. And, you know, God really challenged me this week. God really um, enlarged my inward tent through this. And I wanted to share that with you. So you there? So I will read one. You read the next until verse 30, starting on Verse 14. You ready? We're going to be like Presbyterian for a moment. See, I grew up in a Presbyterian church. Okay, Matthew 25, verse 14. Again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his property to them. The man who had received the five talents went at once and put his money to work and gained five more. But the man who received the one talent went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. The man who had received the five talents brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five talents. See, I have gained five more. The man with the two talents also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two talents. See, I have gained two more. Master, 
Then the master who had received, I'm, I'm sorry, then the man who had received the one talent came. Master, he said, I knew that you are a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. His master replied, You wicked, lazy servant! So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed? Take the talent from him and give it to the one who has the ten talents. And throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. You may be seated. Today, I believe that God is here to settle accounts. You ready? Your master is here today to settle the accounts. If you have been good, if you have been faithful, he will release promotion today. You will be invited to enter into the happiness of your master. God will give you more. You will increase. You will see increase in your life after today you will be given more to reign and rule over. If you have not, if you have been lazy, if you have been wicked, there's a good news for you today. Good thing is that today is not the end of your life. Today is not the end of this world. God has come to give you another chance. And God has come to give you grace to unbury that talent that you've been bearing. Amen? In verse 14, Master, it says, Master called his servants and entrusted his property to him. Everybody say entrusted. To entrust means to charge or invest with the trust or responsibility. Entrusting involves trust. Everybody say trust. trust. I will not entrust anybody with Aletheia. You understand? I don't care how busy I am. I don't care how much is, in, on, is on my plate. I will not hand over Aletheia to anybody else except for those that I trust. You understand? It says, the master has given his servants his property because he trusted. He trusted the one that he gave five talents to. He trusted the one that he gave two talents to. Even the one, even the one servant who received one talent, his master trusted him. Hmm? Trusted. Everybody say trust. We all 
have been entrusted with God's property. You know that? Every one of you, front seat to the back, young to the old, pastors to the church attenders, every one of us, God has entrusted something that is His own, that He treasures. You understand? That what belongs to Him, He entrusted each one of us because He God has given each one of you a measure of faith. You know, when I was young, I used to compare myself. It's not fair, God, you know. You gave my friend, she's so smart. She's so articulate. Everybody loves her. She has parents that pays for her tuition. I had to work two jobs throughout college, you know. You look at Benjamin when we were just friends. He could sing, he could preach, he could prophesy. People are slain in the Holy Spirit when he prays for them. You know, during college year, you know what was entrusted to me? Overhead. Not even with the computer. You know one of those overhead projectors where you just... That was my ministry. But I take it seriously. Did you know that? When the worship leader gave me the songs, I, I printed, and what are those things called? Transparency. I made sure, and you know what? I pray for each one of them. God, when we sing this song, when we sing these words, God, move in the hearts of your people, God. I, I take that ministry seriously. Hmm? But sometimes, when we compare ourselves with these, in our eyes, superheroes, God, what were you thinking? Huh? Especially if they're not faithful. Man, if you gave me that. You know, sometimes we look at, you know, financially well people, you know, and they're too busy to come to church. They're too busy to serve God. I'm like, man, got it. What were you thinking? If you, gave, if you gave those hundreds of thousands to me, do you know how many orphanages I would build for you, God? Do you know how many hungry people I would feed? Sometimes we compare. But once you start comparing, joy is gone. Hmm? Joy is gone. God has given us each one of us. Look at Second Timothy. Hmm? For God, you don't have to look at it. For God has not given us what? Spirit of fear. But what? But of power, of love, and of sound mind. He's given us not only finances, but He's given us love. He's given us power. He's given us Sound mind. He entrusted each one of us. I was talking to this uh, one lady. And she's like, I'm afraid of this. I have fear of this and fear of that. And this is what I said. Did you know that Alethea, my daughter, only has what Benjamin and I choose to give? Nobody has any right to give her anything else that we don't agree. 
Even when people buy her clothes, if I think、mm, my baby is too cute for that, <laughs> seriously, if there's no receipt, just... I'm sorry. I want the best for my daughter. You understand? The food. I she only eats what I say it's okay to eat. I don't care if she throw if she throws a temper tantrum, and wants candy after candy, candy for breakfast, candy for lunch, candy for dinner. No. And I don't care even if my mother or Benjamin's mother comes and says, "No, let her have candy. Let her have whatever she wants." Alethea could only have what I say she could have. You understand? You belong to Jesus. Have you accepted Christ Jesus as your personal Savior? Are you a child of God? You know what that means? That means you could only have what God allows you to have. And God says, "I have not given you a spirit of fear." Why do you say you fear this and you fear that? When God, your Father, didn't allow, He did not give anybody any right to give you fear. You understand? Hmm. If you have spirit of fear, you have been deceived. According to your faith, it's not real, but it becomes so real in your life because of your belief. Hmm. You know, I want to talk about fear a little bit. You know, my pastor, my spiritual father, Pastor Daniel says, if you fear anything other than God, you are an animal, because animal. They're moved, you understand, right? They're afraid. They're afraid. They're supposed to be afraid of us. If we come, they're supposed to run away. You you think about it. If there's rabbits or even mice, you turn on the light, and when you enter, they're afraid, and they hide, and they run away. And that's why Adam, when he ate that fruit, he acted like an animal. When God came down, He ran and He hid. God did not give us a spirit of fear, and when we act like it, we just stop being a human being, a child of God. We're acting like an animal, and we're talking about this fear. And Erin O said this. She said, "You know, if you think about fear, when you're fearing something, all your senses are awakened, huh? At night, fear comes on you, and you hear every sound. Remember, Benjamin talked about he used to be so afraid growing up, and, and he would hear any creak, and he would feel like it's somebody that came to rob them or kill them. When you are afraid, your senses are awakened." <gasps> I have this disease. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lose my job. Or you, you, your senses are awakened. But to understand the fear of God, you cannot understand the fear of God apart from the presence of God. 
The only fear you and I should have is fear of God. If we don't fear God, we fear whatever comes our way. But when we fear God, we don't fear anything else. Even if you are about to lose a job, you don't fear that because you fear God. God who takes care of his own. Hmm? Fear. Fear of anything other than God is deception of the enemy. If you are a child of God. Hmm? A lot of us, when we read about the parable of talents, you may ask, what are you talking about, Pastor? Why, why are you talking about fear? Because fear keeps us from multiplying. Fear makes us bury the talents that has been entrusted to us. Oh, what if, you know, I say something wrong? Oh, I don't want to pray out loud because I don't want to look stupid and people are going to judge me. Well, I don't want to go to women's ministry because, there's no, because, you know, what if they really get to know me and they hate me? Well, I don't want to serve in this ministry because they're going to know that I'm not really good at it. Fear keeps you bearing your talents. Hmm? So I want to talk about the characteristics of good and faithful servant versus the characteristics of wicked and lazy servant. And I want, and you know what? Sometimes as I'm saying some stuff, you're going to feel like, oh, she's talking to me. And the enemy is going to come right next to you and say, she's talking about you. See, she doesn't like you. She's trying to punish you or judge you in front of everybody. I'm saying this in advance so that you would just discard that voice. I'm talking to you, yes. I'm talking to every single one of you. See, some of you, you think you're so special that pastors would come <laughs> and create the whole sermon just for you? <laughs> to judge you? You're not that special. You understand? Hallelujah. So, I'm telling you in advance. Don't, don't go there, man. Don't go there. I'm talking to every one of you, including myself. Amen? So am I free? Can I be free? All right. So characteristics of good and faithful servants. Verse 16. The man who had received the five talents went at once. Everybody say, at once. And put his money to work and gained five more. At once. You see, those that multiply God's property, hmm, those who multiply those that are good and faithful, they go at once. Receive, they go at once, and they work. But too many of us, wait, well, I need to hear from God. I need some confirmation. Well, I'm not really called. What? Serve in children's? I, uh, that's not my calling. Um, what? No. I, need, I don't know. I want to, but I just don't know yet. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And then when we try to help you, you get mad and offended. Leave me alone.
that mean from the beginning you walk in the destiny that God has called you? Maybe not. Even if you're called to do missions work, we may ask you to vacuum. Even though you may feel called to teach Bible studies, we may ask you to clean the bathrooms. We may ask you to set the chairs up. We may ask you to bring food on Thursday nights. We may ask you to go visit one another. Oh, I'm not gifted in that one-on-one. Oh, I feel so uncomfortable. See, you see, I'm an introvert. So I don't do so well, you know, reaching out to people. You wait. But what you have to understand is even if what you are called in this season seems like it has nothing to do with the sense of destiny and the, and the call of God that you feel called in your heart, it has everything to do with it. Because hmm? you need to be found faithful in little things. And when you are faithful in those little things, it's building up character in you. That could embrace the greatness of your destiny. Because if God just released that destiny and your character is this small, it will break you. It will destroy your family. Hmm? At once. Everybody say, at once. Verse 21. Well done. Good. And faithful servant. Well done. You know, when you do something good, servants that multiply, they're good. You understand? They're good people. It's not just, you know, I need to do this. You told me to do this, so I'm going to do it. And there's no joy. You hurt everybody that comes in your way. No. Servants that multiply, they're good. They are good in their thinking. You understand? They believe that their master is good. They believe that they will be rewarded for their faithfulness. They have good thoughts. And they speak good words. They don't complain. You understand? They don't talk about other people and call it sharing. I just need someone to open up and share my heart with. Hmm? They're just good. Good. When God created heavens and the earth, He said, hmm, that's good. And what? When God created you, He said, But the enemy, the enemy deceives God's people and lies to their mind so that they would think bad thoughts. They believe bad things. They speak bad words about others or about God or about their situation. See, servants that multiply, they're good. And they're faithful. Everybody say faithful. Sunday after Sunday. 
you know, with that, that overhead ministry. Shoot, two and a half years, guys. Two and a half years. I was, I was going to the prison, and you know what my job was? And I was serious. I wasn't paid. I paid attention. Every word, I made sure move it up. And you have to, you know, you have to cover the other words because it gets confusing for some folks. You cover, you, at every moment. Next song. I'm going to prepare my next song. So the, when the worship leader changes, and it's as if you didn't even know. There are times where I would lay my hands on those transparencies and tears would come down. God, move mightily in this song. God, move mightily in this song. Man, those worship leaders, that thought they were anointed, huh? They had no idea how much I prayed. And even Harry, you're standing there. I remember downstairs where you walked to the front and you gave your life to Jesus. And look at you now. Going through church membership, every Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, you greet us with love and a smile and you ushers us in. Harry, good and faithful servant. Some people are so anointed and so smart, but not faithful not faithful that doesn't bring joy but I know Harry when God sees you every Sunday after Sunday after Sunday it brings so much joy and God is saying enter into my happiness Harry Hmm? and he's speaking to every one of us today he wants to settle accounts today you have been faithful with a few things few things. Master, you entrusted me with five. Look, I have five more. You see that excitement and joy? He probably couldn't wait until the master came. You know, the lazy servants are afraid. Oh, shoot, is, is he coming? Is he coming? Is pastor coming? Because, you know, I could stay on my Facebook as long as he's not around. Is he coming? Oh, I hope he doesn't come for a while. But faithful servants, man, when I'm not looking, I want him to come in. And even when I don't notice, I want him to see my faithfulness. You understand? This master comes in and sees. Oh, it brings him so much joy. Huh? Faithful servants multiply. Everybody say multiply. Multiply even the small things that God has given you. That that brings God so much joy. Huh? So much joy. God has given me a measure of faith. You understand? This much of faith. And He has put me in a situation. And this much faith won't do it. This much faith? Okay, I believe for $5,000 for Mexico. But this much faith can't believe for $50,000 for Ethiopia. 
this much, he gave us, he gave me this much faith. But you know what? Instead of bearing this because it won't match, you know what? I'm going to multiply it. Multiply it by faith. I'm going to do what it takes. I'm going to believe. I'm going to fast. I'm going to believe. And you know what? My faith multiplies. And not only do we have $50,000, we had more. Huh? God gave you this much measure of love. And a lot of times, the only way you can multiply that is when you are faced with somebody that takes more than this much love to love him back. To love Joseph, I need this much love. But God only gave me this much. But I'm going to multiply because I'm going to choose to love and forgive him. You understand? And when Master comes back, he gave me this much love, but because of Joseph in my life, I have this much love. Huh? God gave you this much measure of forgiveness, but somebody hurts you really deep, and he takes this much, and you say, God, I can't forgive that person because you only gave me this much, and you bury it. Faithful servants, you multiply this much. Hmm? And you choose to forgive and forgive and forgive. And when the master returns, your forgiveness measure has become this much. Oh, man. <laughs> Do you know how much that increases your master's joy level? Hmm? Think about Joshua. You know, when Joshua was about to take over, when God was about to take Moses and give Joshua the inheritance. You look at, you open Joshua 1 and 2 and 3, you keep reading it. God keeps saying over and over and over again, Joshua, do not fear. Joshua, do not fear. Joshua, do not fear. Don't be afraid. Joshua, don't be afraid. Think about that. If you, who do you say that to? Do you say, somebody who's bold? Do you come in front of somebody who's bold and say, don't be afraid? Would you say that? Why? He will look at you, I'm not afraid. But those that are scared, those that are scared, imagine Joshua, his boldness was only this much. And he was able to carry through because he followed Moses. And God is saying, I'm taking Moses, you're going to take over. What Moses did takes this much boldness, God. But I only have this much boldness. But at the end of his life, he was so bold, he stood in front of everybody. For me and my house, we will serve the Lord. What about you? You choose your master. Who are you going to serve? He multiplied the measure of boldness that God gave him. Hmm? What are you multiplying? Some of us, we've been multiplying unbelief. God has given you a situation, an opportunity to multiply, multiply the measure of faith. But you're choosing not to believe. And you're choosing disillusionment. You're choosing unbelief. And you're mad at God for putting you in that situation. You're mad at other people for not being there for you. Nobody understands. Nobody cares. And you're just multiplying. Some of you, maybe you've been multiplying hatred. Oh, I can't stand this person. 
that person that you can't stand? God's giving you an opportunity to multiply love and forgiveness. And instead of multiplying, you're choosing to bury. Some of us, we've been multiplying, complaining. Complaining about the pastors, complaining about where the house is going. Why can't we do this? These people need care. Why don't you care for this? Whatever we're busy doing, instead of joining, you judge and say, why aren't you doing these other things? Hmm? Complaining. You guys been, some of you, been multiplying, complaining. And it's a sin. God is not pleased. You know, up to the, I'm, can I be real with you today? Up to this season... God graced us with complaining. You know, before, uh, before um, yeah, Mount Sinai, right? God had grace with Israelites when they complained. But once they made covenant on that mountain, he didn't have grace anymore. You understand? Read Exodus when you go home today. Until this moment... People will come, oh, pastor, this person has been speaking this, this, this about you, about that person, about that person. What do I do? Love them. You know, tell them, you know, if you have a problem with pastor, go talk to the pastor. If you have a problem with Chris, go talk to Chris. I'll pray for you. Just love them. For eight years, just love them. And I had leaders come, how could you have so much grace? God graced us. Just love them. Just embrace them. I'm here to say that grace ends now. If somebody says anything negative about anybody, any situation, no more, oh, okay, well, you need to talk to that. No more. No more. You hear me? No more, sons and daughters. It does not. God has lifted that grace. You will be self-cursing yourself if you continue to do that. And if you allow another person to judge another person in this house, you are allowing your brother, your sister to self-curse themselves. You are allowing them to remain in a place where God cannot increase or bless them. So it is your job to set them free from that. You know what I've been doing? Be careful. Somebody come this and you know this person did this and this person did that be careful be careful right now god is god is not happy with that be careful stop it be careful be careful that's what i want you to do from now on when we complain and judge about anything we are dishonoring god and we are dis when we dishonor each other we are dishonoring God. You understand? No more. Do, are you hearing me? Everybody say, no more. no more. No more. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, that must be hard. No more. Because too many of us are trapped and they cannot receive their, 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 their breakthrough because they've been remaining in that place. We're going to set everybody free. We're all going to increase from this moment on. Amen? We're all going to go move forward from this moment on. Hmm? So if you have been multiplying the wrong things, 
whether it's negativity, whether it's unforgiveness, whether it's complaining, guess what? You have been serving the wrong master. God did not give you negativity. God did not give you unbelief. God did not give you hatred. God did not give you procrastination. Ha, huh? you thought that was... That's not what God gave you. So if you have been multiplying something that God did not give you, you've been serving the wrong master. It's time to settle accounts today. It's time to look into our hearts, to look into the accounts of our hearts and see what's inside so that we would take away what doesn't belong there so that we could multiply what is rightfully ours. All right, moving on. Characteristics of a wicked and lazy servant from verses 24 through 28. Number one, wicked and lazy persons, those that bury their talents, guess what? They have wrong thinking. I knew that you are a hard man. Your belief about God, your belief about your pastor, your belief about your sister, your belief about the vision of this house, wrong thinking. Okay? Wrong thinking keeps you from multiplying the right things. And then he says, so I was afraid. Fear keeps you. You understand? Wrong thinking, fear, characteristics of an evil servant. Number three, and so I went out and hid your talent in the ground. I just buried it because I don't know what to do with it. You compare yourselves with others. I, what am I going to do with one? And I don't know what to do. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. So I'm just going to bury it. And so you bury it. Hmm? You bury your measure of faith. You bury measure of love, honor, forgiveness. You just bury it. You don't do anything about it. Hmm? And when you do that, your master will call you, you wicked and lazy servant. What does a wicked mean? Wicked, it means evil. It means morally bad in principle and practice. So I want you to look into your accounts today. What are some bad, evil principles that still remains in me? Is there any bad practices that still remain in me? Because if it does, God can increase you. He wants to. More than you want that breakthrough. More than you want that promotion. More than you want that breakthrough. He wants to give it to you more. But if you have that bad principle, the evil intent, the evil, something that is not good inside of you, he can't release that until you remove it. Laziness is another characteristic. Hmm? Disinclined to work. Go clean your room. Ugh. I'll do it later. Later, Mom. Oh, Dad, okay, later. I'll do it. Disinclined to work. I'll do it later, later, later. Procrastination is a sign of laziness. You know, in the Bible it says, a wise son is found in the harvest time. When the father is working on, in the field, wise son is working right next to the father. You know what God calls a wicked son? During the harvest time, where, while the father is working, wicked son is in the room, watching TV, 
sleeping in, daydreaming about, even working. <laughs> wicked. Wicked. Laziness is wicked, the Lord says. Luke 19.22, the master replied, I will judge you by your own words. You, okay, you're calling me hard, man? Okay, I will judge you according to that. According to your faith. If you believe that I'm a hard man, okay, let me show you what that means. Hmm? Take that one talent away from him. Give it to the one with ten. Hmm? If you have been lazy and wicked, what has already been entrusted, God will take it and give to those that have been multiplying. You know, I've been thinking a lot about obligation and free will. I didn't understand the power of free will until this week. I always said, of course, God wants, God wants everyone us to love him free, by free will. Because he, he made robots, that's not love. He just, you know, programmed him to love him. That's not real love. I just understood it like that. But you know, from by studying this, if you do anything out of obligation or um, with bad attitude, I don't care how much work you do. It's not pleasing to God. It does not. And you know what I realized? Shoot, a lot of times, like I would stay up all night working because I felt obligated to do it. At the end of it, God didn't receive it. I did all that for nothing. Ugh. But so many of us, we get deceived by the deception of the enemy. And that, that turns our thinking to think what is good into what is bad. And now it has become an obligation as a child of God. To serve Him, to read the Bible, to pray has become an obligation. Not out of free will. doesn't please God at all. Okay, I, I have to end this. You know, Saul, God has given him a kingdom. But he wasn't a faithful servant. God had to take that kingdom away. Even Jeroboam, God said, I'm going to give you 10 out of 12 to you. But he wasn't faithful. He thought to himself, the Bible says. Second Kings 12:26. it said, he thought to himself. He said, oh, this kingdom that I have, they're going to go back to his house, the house of David. And he built shrines and, you know, in high places and appointed, appointed priests from just anybody. And guess what? God took that away. That God took that kingdom. The Israel was destroyed because of Jeroboam's sin. I'm going to end with this. Verse 29. For everyone who has will be given more, and he will have an abundance. You know where God is taking us, or God has already taken us? He has taken us into an abundant season. He just doesn't want you to have. He wants you to have it in abundance. Finances, love, faith. He wants you to have it abundant, where you have more than enough to just give freely to others. You need $5,000 for missions? Here we go, brother. You need more love? Come here, let me love you. Huh? He wants us to possess in abundance. Hmm? Whoever does not have even what he has will be taken from him. Where are you at? Are you 
on the right where God is about to give you more? Or are you on the left where God is about to take even what you have? You know, before I married Benjamin, this is before I actually dated Benjamin. I'm going to end with this story. I was at Fuller, and I remember walking down the stairs in my dorm. And as I'm walking down, I remember, God, I'm that servant who buried the talent. Because during that time, I thought to myself, what can I do for God? I even went on a mission trip a couple of years ago, and I met with the director. He's like, I want you to serve with us. Okay, but what do you see me doing? I don't know. What do you like to do? I don't know. I don't know, so I didn't do anything. So I didn't join that group. I don't know what to do. I'm not articulate. I, I didn't feel like I was gifted to preach. When I prayed for sick people, I didn't see any healing. I, ca I can't sing. I can't lead worship. God, because I couldn't see anything, I buried the talent. And I buried it so deep that I don't even know what that talent is. And I cried out to God, God, Right now, I don't even know how to unbury it. I, I dug the hole so deep. I don't even know how to unbury that talent. I don't know how to multiply. And I remember praying, God, I don't know how, but I come to you. Can you unbury it? I don't even know where I hit it. Can you help me get there? I love you so much. I want to serve you so much. When you come, I want to be found faithful, God. I want to be found faithful. I want to please your heart. But I know right now I'm not. And because I don't even know how to unbury it. So God, please help me unbury and help me multiply. And I forgot about that prayer until Benjamin and I took a trip to L.A. a few weeks ago, and I was talking about talent in the car, and I realized, God, you did it. God, I don't know how, but you did it. Because looking back, do you know how many countries I have visited preaching the gospel? Do you know how many lost souls that ran into the arms of God through my preaching? Do you know how many orphans that I've loved and they still call me their mama? Do you know how many slaves that God rescued? And I look around, even at Living Hope, and even at Ark, even in, in Korea and all these countries. God, I would have never thought. And I thought, God, even if you take my life right now, there's nothing I could complain about. Because the sunny that I knew that, year, that many years ago, that buried your talent. And the sunny that I know now is totally different. I would have been happy. You understand? I would have been satisfied with one orphanage somewhere in the world. And I would have thought that's plenty of multiplying. But you know, when you pray that prayer, when you are open, and you are eager to please your Heavenly Father. He multiplies. He multiplies. He multiplies in you. You understand? So today, I believe 
He's here to talk to you. He's here to settle accounts with you. Some of you, you have been good and faithful. And God is saying, enter into your master's happiness. You ready? Some of you, you ready? Your finances are going to multiply. Your ministry is going to multiply. He's about to multiply you. But some of you, you have been bearing that talent. And God, and you don't even know how to unbury it. You have been thankful what God has given you. But if you, if your heart is open, God is here to help you unbury that talent. You understand? He's here to give you that second chance, to remove the obligations in your heart, to renew the joy that is in you already, to set you free from the poison of the enemy. I want you to stand up right now. And I want you to stand up, and I want you to put your hand over your heart. And I want you to look into your heart, look into your life. God, I'm standing before you. Today, you're here to settle accounts. You're here to settle accounts today. Some of you <laughs> don't feel bad. You want to identify. You know, enemy lies. You've been so good and faithful, but the enemy's been saying, you're proud. No. You don't have to be, you don't have to identify with any characteristics of the wicked and lazy servant when you have been faithful. Some of you, come on, embrace. Enter into your master's happiness. You have been faithful with little. Now I'm going to increase you. And you need to start embracing that. Because if you don't embrace that, it won't multiply. You understand? You have to increase that measure of faith, of increase in your life. So God, right now, to those servants, Lord, that have been good and faithful, supernaturally empower them, God, to embrace the promotion that's coming, God. Not to be afraid of the increase and more multiplying. If you feel like God is speaking to you, Will you raise your hands? Let me just establish you in that. Lord, I, I feel like you're saying you've been faithful. I receive the increase right now, Lord. Father, right now, I establish your sons and daughters that you are speaking to. My good and faithful servants, do not be afraid of the promotion. You will not be proud. The pride is not a part of you. Embrace. Embrace new season of increase. So Lord, establish your sons and daughters in that truth right now. Some of you, you've been bearing that talent. You feel like me those years ago. God, I've been bearing the talent. I don't even know what that talent is. I don't even know how to work that out right now. I don't even know what I'm supposed to work, what I'm supposed to do to multiply. I don't even know, God. But what I know in my heart, Lord, is that I want to serve you. I want to please you. So will you help me unbury that talent? If you have that heart, God is not going to take it away. You understand? God is not going to throw you out. But God is going to help you. God is here to give you another chance. God is here to empower you to multiply. So if that's you, I want you to come stand before me.
I want you to come stand before me so that God, His Spirit, His Spirit would unbury, unbury what you have been bearing. I want you to just open your hands like this. Yeah. Open your hands like this and invite the Holy Spirit. God, forgive me. It starts with forgiveness. God, forgive me. Forgive me that I have been wicked and lazy. It's not because I chose to be wicked, God. It's because I didn't know how. I didn't know what to do. I didn't even know I was bearing what you have been giving me, God. You've given me love. You've given me faith. You've given me talents, but I've been bearing them. I didn't even know I was bearing them, Lord. So come on. Come on. Ask God to forgive you. Ask God to cleanse you right now. Father, forgive me. Father, cleanse Lord and I want you to ask the Lord Lord my life is open my heart is open unbury everything unbury everything right now God I thank you that you are here right now in the spiritual realm God you are already digging you are already unbearing God and you are releasing the measure the measure God the measure of faith and talents in each one of your sons and daughters and the Lord speaks to you today my son my daughter don't be afraid don't be afraid don't be afraid that you may bury it again. Don't be afraid. See, some of you, you buried it because you were afraid. You were afraid that you were going to let him down. You were going to let your pastors down. You were going to let your mom and dad down. You were going to let somebody down. So, Lord, right now, we take authority over fear. Father, we take authority over spirit of fear fear over your sons and daughters in Jesus name Lord you said you have not given us the spirit of fear so we will not receive or walk in anything that you have not given us Lord but we uh, will only receive and multiply only what you have given us I want all of you front and back to lift your hands to God right now Father, you are here to settle accounts. Father, you are here to settle accounts in our hearts. We embrace this season. And we thank you for the new beginning, God. Some of us, it's a new beginning in increase. Some of us, it's a brand new beginning, God, to at once. Father, release the characteristics of good and faithful servants in us, God. The joy, increase joy, God. Increase faith, God. Increase, Lord, faithfulness, God. Increase, God, the goodness that we would honor you in all that we do, say, and think. I want you to pray this prayer after me. Jesus, I want to honor you with my life. I want to multiply what you have given me. I want to be found faithful. I want to, I want to increase your joy. 
I want to please you. I want to love you. So I lay down my life and the talents that you have given me. Will you empower me? Will you anoint me? Supernaturally empower me to multiply. In Jesus' name, we pray. So, God, I establish every son, every daughter, God, in the characteristics of good and faithful servants. In Jesus' name.